Hey, my name is Jason, and you're listening to the Embrace Church Podcast. God is doing some incredible things at each one of our locations in South Dakota and Minnesota. To learn more about Embrace and maybe plan your visit, head on over to imembrace.com. We hope today's message brings you hope, inspires you, and encourages you in your walk with God. Let's dive in to today's message. Hey, everyone. What is up? What is up? My name is Adam. I'm one of the pastors here at all of our campuses and network churches. Just want to say a huge welcome to you. I know many of you are joining us online today as well. We're so thankful that you are with us. We are grateful for every last one of you who has decided to worship with us here today. And my hope and my prayer is that God would come and meet with us during this time, that he would come and speak to us in a new way. And so again, we're excited that you're here. Today, we're starting up a brand new series called Great expectations. Great expectations. And this might seem like a strange time to do a series called Great Expectations, right? Some of you are like, great expectations? I ain't got no expectations. I don't know what to expect anymore. And just to say it, on your own, that might be true. On my own, that might be true. And yet the words that we're going to look at today would actually say that this is the perfect time to do this series. Why? Because when it comes to God, get this, no matter no matter where we are, no matter what season we're in, no matter what battle we're fighting, no matter what crap we're walking through, we can and we should have great expectations of God. No matter where we are, no matter what we're walking through, we can and we should have great expectations of God. And what can we expect? Today's focus is this. What can we expect? We can expect that our God is active. We can expect that he is active, that he's at work, that he is doing something. He is active. And to find out more about what that means, today we're going to look at the words of a guy named David found in Psalm 33. If you have a Bible with you, you can take it out to Psalm 33 if you'd like. Just to say it, this psalm is really a song. It's really a song, and it's really a pep talk from David. Anyone need a pep talk today? And David is just talking about all about who God is and what God does. Again, God is active. He's active. And David's like, because of this, we have so many reasons to sing and thank God. And starting in verse 1, listen to what David says to us. David says, it's time to sing and shout for joy. Go ahead, all you redeemed ones, do it. Praise him with all you have. Play the guitar as you lift your praises loaded with thanksgiving. David's like, sing, 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 and make a joyful music, joyous music with all you've got inside. Play his praises on instruments. Sing and shout with passion. Make a spectacular sound of joy. Again, David tells us to sing. And then in verse five, David tells us why. Listen to this. David begins to say this. The Lord loves whatever is just and good. And the unfailing love of the Lord fills the earth. Again, the unfailing love of the Lord fills the earth. Again, we said that we can expect that God is active. And what is God actively doing? He's actively filling. Filling what? He's filling the earth with his love. He's active. He's filling the earth with his love. This word filling can also translate to say overflows with, to, to be full, to be, to be more than enough. We can have great expectations that God is filling the earth. He's filling it with his love. Now, I'll just say it. That sounds kind of nice and fluffy, doesn't it? 
And it's like, that kind of sounds like something cute that you'd say to a kid, but for grown adults who live in reality, uh, it just feels like it just doesn't really hit. You know, I, I mean, at times it feels like the world is full of, full of crap, doesn't it? At times it feels like the world is full of people that you just want to body slam and you daydream about, about doing so. On, on Easter, this last Easter, uh, we had the services, preached to an empty room, that kind of thing. Later in the day, my son Wilson and I, we went for a drive and I must have cut a guy off in traffic just to say it. I don't think I did, okay? I, but I must have cut him off in traffic because uh, as he punched his gas pedal in his sweet old 70s truck that he drove past me. He, he, he rolled down his window and at the top of his lungs, he yelled this, learn to drive, F-face. My son Wilson quickly looked at me and he's like, dad, what did he say? And I'm like, learn to drive, favorite face. And we both started laughing. It's like, oh my gosh, he is risen. Happy Easter to you too. And so that's reality. That's the world that we live in, right? And yet I would argue that if you begin to look past the rough surface, that you'll begin to see evidence of God's active love all over the place. And I don't know what this looks like for you and throughout your life, but I just think about it for me. I think about my parents and the wonderful home that I grew up in. He's filling the earth with his love. And I just think about one of my favorite elementary school teachers. Her name was Mrs. Biersbach. She was so cool. She was also our gym teacher. And she was always so kind to me. He's filling the earth with his love. I think about my wife and my kids. He's filling the earth with his love. I think about my, my house and my, my job and my, my old stuff that I like, specifically my cuckoo clock. Every time my cuckoo clock goes off, I feel like God says to me, cuckoo, I love you, Adam. I think, about, I think about the encouraging note that I got in the mail this week from a, a person I didn't expect a note from. He's filling the earth with his, with his love. I think about God finding me when I was so lost and I wanted nothing to do with him. He's filling the earth with his love. I, I think about Jesus and the, the fact that he loves you so much and he loves me so much that he's, that he's willing to take our past. He's willing to take your embarrassing mistakes, your regrets, my screw up, my sin. He's willing to take it all and he's willing to nail it to a cross every good thing we have everything is because of his active love he's filling the earth he's overflowing it's overfull it's 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 maxed out it's more than enough with his with his love again it's hard to see at first and but if you look past the surface you'll begin to see evidence of it all over the place and so that's god and God is the source of love. But just to say it, how does he fill the earth with his love? Through us. It's just a question to ask this past week. What, do you, what are you, what am I, what are, what are we filling the earth with? Oof, right? It's like, oof, I don't like that question. Different question. Are you filling it with, with fear? With criticism? With bitterness, with jadedness, with unforgiveness? Again, what are you, what are you filling it with? Are you, are you filling it with his love? Everywhere you go, are you filling it with his joy? Every room that you're present with, are you filling it with his, with his peace? This past week, my, my daughter Grayson, who is far from perfect, ended up making 35 cards for folks in a, a nursing home 
there was this group of older folks that, that needed some encouragement. I heard about it, and so I, I asked Grayson if she'd be interested. I wrote one of them, and she decided to write 35 of them. And so I, she, she, I told her immediately. She ran up to her room, and she started making these notes. I came up there an hour or so later. She had just stopped. She had made six or seven of them, and she said, Dad, my arm's tired, and so I'm going to do the rest in the morning. Now, I know my daughter pretty well. It's like, that's probably not going to happen. I think I'm going to get seven. Okay, we'll, we'll be good with seven from her. Well, the next morning, she woke up, and for the remainder of the day, she made cards and cards and cards, and every single one was different. I got home, and she's like, here's the 35 cards. My favorite card that she made, they were all really, really simple, but my favorite card that she made just said, you're loved by God. Sometimes it's the simplest things, isn't it? You're loved by God. And it was pretty cool to think that my, my daughter with this, this group of residents was, was filling this, this nursing home, at least 35 rooms of this nursing home. She was filling it with God's, God's, God's love. Again, we can expect and we should have great expectations that God is filling the earth. He's overflowing the earth with his love. The only question is, what are we filling it with? What's overflowing from our lives? Going back to David in this psalm, listen to what David says next. David says this, the Lord merely spoke and the heavens were created. He breathed the word and all the stars were born. He assigned the sea its boundaries and locked the oceans in vast reservoirs. That's awesome. Let the the whole world fear the Lord. Not like fearing an angry boss, but instead a loving father. Let the whole world fear the Lord and let everyone stand in awe of him. For when he spoke, the world began. It appeared at his command. I can just hear David saying, let me tell you, and let me remind you about who God is. I mean, this, this God is active. He spoke and the heavens were created and even now he is at work. And get this, for you and I, what can we expect from God? We can have great expectations that he is creating. We can expect, we can have great expectations that he is creating new things. Even now he's creating new things new things. I just even look at the last 10 weeks and all the new things that he's created. Families, whether they've wanted to or not, have been forced to connect again. That's new. It seems like every person I've talked with has just been refreshed about, gosh, I'm just so glad that every single second of my life isn't maxed 24-7. That's new. People are helping other people in new ways. That's, that's, that's new. People are, are learning, and I, I'm learning to not take the basic things of life for granted. That's, that's new. Maybe even away from the virus, you find yourself in a new season. Maybe it's not a season that you chose even. You're in a new season, or you got a new, new job, or you're, you're in, a, in a new house, or you got a new town that, that you're in. You're in this, this new place that you're, you find yourself and I just, I just wonder, what new things is God doing inside of you? What new things is he doing inside of you? Maybe it's a new and better routine. Maybe it's a new focus. Maybe it's a new priorities. I've heard more people tell me lately that they've started working out regularly. My mom, she started painting. She's just painting and painting, and then she's posting pictures all over Facebook of her paintings. It's great. I love you, Mom. They're fantastic keep doing it. People have started going on walks as families. 
For the first time, or maybe for the first time in a long time, they've started spending regular time with God again. What new things is God doing inside of you? And then one, one step further, what new things is God wanting you to do outside in the world? What new things is God wanting you to create and do out in the world? Not just in here or in here, but out there. What new things does he have for you? With this almost daily over the last 10 weeks, I've just been asking God, what new thing is going to come out of this? What new thing is going to come out of this? And would you give me eyes to see and ears to hear those new things? Because I, I want to be a part of those new things with you. What new things are you doing, God? Would you just speak to me? Because I, I want to hear from you. I mean, some days we, we might find ourselves waking up in a funk, but we don't have to stay in a funk. And as we speak, we might be struggling with finances or, or relationships or emotions. We might be struggling in whatever area, but we can still be used by God to go and do and create new things on his behalf. Again, what new things is God asking you to do? It's kind of random, but one of my old random things that I, I love is an old car. I have this 1936 Chevy piece of awesomeness. And um, the only person in my family that enjoys this automobile is my youngest son, Anderson. The rest of them want to sell it yesterday, unfortunately. But last weekend, I was able to somehow convince, it's also known as Pester, my wife, into going on a drive with, with me. And so I convinced her to come, and we got into the car. And before we pulled away, out of nowhere, I don't know if he came from the sky, out of nowhere, a guy I had never seen before walked up to us, wow, wow, wow. Wow, wow, what year, what year, 36, wow, wow, next thing he says, hey, and he did this, hey, 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 I'm like, oh my gosh, where's that finger, hey, hey, would you be willing to drive that car three blocks away, meet me at my house, I'll get my wife, she'll get her flowers, and we could take pictures with that car, hey, hey, would you be willing to? Well, uh, that's awesome, but my wife is a slight introvert, and so I'm thinking to myself, oh my gosh, I just started praying for my wife. I laid hands on her and prayed for her. I was like, that sounds fantastic. We'll be there in four minutes. So he starts like power walking to his house. We hang out there for a little bit. We start driving over there. He told me the address and everything. We are a full block away. He's out on his front porch, and he's waving us down like we are the ambulance. You know what I'm saying? Like shooting road flares and everything. He sees us. He runs up to the car. The first thing he says, I'm not joking. He says, hey, hey, would you? And I'm like, oh, Jesus, where's he going? Would you be willing to go to my back alley? Would you? I'll go in the house, get my wife. She'll get her flowers. We'll get pictures. Quick side note, this might be the shadiest alley in all of town, okay? So I, again, I lay hands on my wife and I'm praying for her. God, just fill her up a little bit more with your love and patience. So he leaves. I'm like, yep, we'll be there. So we drive back in the alley. We get there. No sign of the guy at all. He's not there. And so I'm idling. He's not there. I'm like, how long should I wait? So I idle. I turn my car off. I'm sitting there, still not there. All of a sudden, he comes out of this house. There is his wife, and there is his wife holding her flowers. <laughs> so they, come, they come as they're walking towards. My wife's like, 
I think I get out of the car, right? And I'm like, yes, we don't want to be in their pictures. So we got out of the car. We end up taking two sets of pictures the entire time. He's like, this is wonderful. This is lovely. Ends up hugging me. And I'm like, social distance. Okay, cool. Awesome. And uh, he, he, we, we, uh, we, we said goodbye. He, I mean, literally could not have been more thankful. It was, it was great. As, as we drove away, Becky and I said to each other, we said, I'm so glad we did this. And I said, I think it's the kind of thing that God wants us to do more of. Do more of. Just to say it, it definitely wasn't our idea. And specifically for my wife, it wasn't a normal thing to do. Instead, it was a a very new thing to do. And I couldn't help but think in that moment that God is constantly at work. He's constantly creating. He's constantly creating new things. Constantly at work. Random side note, my favorite part of the story as the man's walking away and we start driving away, he turns around and he says, hey, 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 one more thing. You need to come to my church. You need to come to my church. And I'm like, oh, awesome. I, I love church. You need to come to my church. It's called Ransom Church and you need to come. And I'm like, Pastor Phil is one of my favorite people. I absolutely love him. Unfortunately, though, I'm a little busy on Sundays. And so I'm not going to be going to be able to make it. I was like, oh my gosh, I love this guy so much. One more time. God is active. He's active. He's filling the earth with his love. He's constantly creating new things. And then continuing on in our Psalm, listen to this. This is verse 10. David says, the Lord's plans stand firm forever. His intentions can never be shaken. So that's what David says about God and what God does. And then listen to what he says about humans and what humans can do. He says this, the best equipped army cannot save a king. Mind you, this is David, King David saying these words, best equipped army can't save a king, nor is great strength enough to save a warrior. Don't count on your war horse to give you a victory for all its strength. All its strength, it cannot, it cannot save, save you. Just, just to get to it with God, what can we expect from him? We can expect that God is following through with his plan. What can we expect from our God? We can expect that God is constantly at work following through with his plan. His plans, they stand forever. His intentions, they are unshakable. He will and he is constantly following through with his plan. And if we don't know God's plan, it is, God's plan is good. It's so good. And it's, God's plan, it's right. And God's plan, it's, it's, it's dependable. It's dependable. Now, now just to say it, I, I know for so many of us, for whatever reason, we don't like the, the place and the plan that we're in right now. Maybe for a bunch of different reasons. We don't really like the place we're in. We, we feel defeated. We feel embarrassed. We feel let down, like our, our life isn't what we thought it, it was, it was going to be. We feel broken. We feel tired. We feel like we're just flat out done. I mean, it just feels like God doesn't have a plan. And if he does have a plan, it'd kind of be nice if he'd share a little bit with me, you know? I don't want to be mad at God because you're not supposed to, but if he's got this plan, I, I kind of like to know just a little bit. 
Or maybe God has this huge grand plan for perfect Christians, you know, like the perfect Jesus people. Like, like he's probably got a plan for them and people who matter and people who are important and known. I'm sure he's got a grand plan for them, but I, I question if I, I'm actually a part of that plan. Like I question how I fit into it. With this, I just want to encourage you today If you don't have Jesus in your life, we can do very little without Jesus. Once more, I just thought that was so powerful that David's speaking. David tells us, even with a great army, we can't do much. Even the greatest warrior isn't dependable. And so if you don't have Jesus, that's the start. Invite him. Even right now, just just say, Jesus, would you do something new inside of me? Jesus, would you fill me with your love? Jesus, would you help me to trust your plan? Would you just help me to follow it each and every day? So if we don't have Jesus, that's the start. But for others of us, we have Jesus. And we've invited him into our lives, and yet we still don't feel like there's a plan for us. We, we know Jesus, like we, we follow him, we, we've, we've read our, our Bibles, but we question if God has a plan for our marriage. We question, does God care about what I'm walking through? Does God see this, this battle of addiction that I'm fighting every single day and I'm exhausted by doing so? It just feels like overall, I don't have a purpose for my life. What's the purpose? What's the plan, God. If that's you, I just want to say it's not true. It's not true. There is a plan. It's not true. Trust him. He's active and moving. He has a plan and he is following through with it. Ask for his strength. Ask for his patience. Ask for his peace. Ask for his guidance. Ask for it. It's like, God, my problems, they might stop me, but they can't stop you. And this broken relationship, it might stop me, but it can't stop you. And my depression that I feel like sometimes I just can't wake up, I wake up out of the clouds, it might stop me, but it can't stop you. In this situation that I haven't really talked with about, about anyone, and I just feel like it keeps me, like I just can't stop thinking, it, it might stop me, but it can't stop, it might stop you. It might stop me, but it can't stop you. It can't stop you. I can't stop you again. And we can expect that God is actively following through with his plan. Well, right now is road construction season, isn't it? The other day I could see Starbucks, but I couldn't get to it. It's like it's so far away. I don't know what road to turn. They're all dug up. Like, what is going on? And maybe I'm alone in this, but I really do not like road construction. I don't like it. Uh, but I, I really, really don't like road construction. Uh, what really drives me crazy is whenever there's road construction and no one's working. Like there's road construction, but no one's actually working on the road and the road is all dug up and there's, there's cones everywhere and every day you get to the same road and it feels like nothing's changed. Everything's just dug up and it's just a muddy mess and it's still the same. But road construction feels completely different whenever someone's actually working on it. I know for myself, whenever I see road construction workers actually working on the road, I find myself more patient. And I find myself more, more, more hopeful. 
Again, it just feels so different when there's actually workers working on the road. It's like, I have no idea what they're doing, but, but better days are ahead, right? And it's going to come together, and this isn't going to last forever, and, and smoother roads are going to be, be fantastic. Well, the same is true with God. The road construction of life feels completely different when we know that God is actively working on our lives. It just changes it. It just feels different. In case we somehow missed it today, we can know that God is active. He is, and because he is, we can have great expectation that he's at work. We can have great expectation that he's up to something. Your life, he's working on it. Your life, he's not done with it yet. Your life, better days are ahead. One more time, the road construction of life feels so different when we know that God is, is working on it. It's like in spite of what we might feel, even when it feels like the world is turned, turned upside down, even when we have no idea of what God's doing, I'm like, I don't understand this, God. I don't know why you're doing this. We, we can know that God is active. And knowing that he's active on our lives, that he's not done with us, that he's not finished with us yet, that we're a work in progress, but he's, he's taking care of it, he's got a plan, it changes everything. We can know, we can have great expectations that he's at work. He's filling the earth with his love. He's creating new things. That he's following through with his wonderful good plan. Let's pray. Gracious Father, Heavenly King, we come before you thankful for who you are. Thankful that you're a God who's so patient who's so kind, who's so loving. We're also thankful that you're a God who's all present. No matter where we are, whether we're scattered all over the place today or we're gathered in rooms together, you're present with us. We're thankful for that, Lord. God, today, would you remind us that you are active, that you're not standing on the sideline just kind of watching. You're at, you're at work, God. Even when it feels like there's road cones and there's mud and a mess everywhere, God, you're actively at work. You got a plan. Would you remind us of that, God? If we don't have you in, your, in our lives yet, we invite you in, Jesus, would you fill us with your love? Would you create something new inside of us? Jesus, we want more and more and more of you. God, today, for those of us who are already following you, would you remind us of who you are? Nothing can stop you. We can do very little, even with a great army, but you are in control of all things. Lord, we love you, we thank you, we worship you. We pray all these things in the name of Jesus. All God's people said, amen, amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. If this message moved you in any way, be sure to subscribe to the podcast to never miss your dose of encouragement. You can also follow us on social media with the handle at I Am Embrace. Again, we are thrilled you took the time to join us today. And if you live anywhere near one of our locations in South Dakota and Minnesota, we would love to have you join us in person. You can find out more and start a conversation at imembrace.com. Thanks again for listening and have a great week.